Hey everybody, today's episode is brought to you by Brand Bucket. Deciding on a name and securing the appropriate domain is often a struggle for entrepreneurs and startups. Endless hours are spent brainstorming and attempting to find that perfect match. Your time could be better spent working on your business. Brand Bucket is the largest marketplace for curated, creative business names with a .com domain. Their domains go through an extensive vetting process to make sure that they are pronounceable, easy to remember, catchy, and short. Best of all, the price is fixed, so you don't have to go through negotiations. Each name also comes with a high-quality logo that you can use or amend as needed. If you have a business idea but need a name, check out Brand Bucket. Go to brandbucket.com slash howibuiltit for more information. For a limited time, How I Built It listeners will get a $75 Envato Marketplace gift card with the purchase of a name. Thanks, Brand Bucket, for sponsoring. Now let's start the show. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me on How I Built It, a podcast that asks, how did you build that? I am here with my guest today, uh, Carrie Dills of Office Hours FM. Carrie, thanks for joining me today. It's great to have you on the show. I'm glad to be able to to talk to you. We, we worked at Crowd Favorite a little bit together for a while, so I miss not being able to talk to you face-to-face more regularly. I know, right? And I don't even yeah. see your drum kit behind you today, so I feel disoriented. I know. I'm, I moved. I'm in a new apartment, my married life apartment, and there's not like a place for my drum set that doesn't... Yeah, there's not a good place for it. So we'll have a house in a couple of years and I'll have like my real drum set and my electric set and it'll be great. Yeah. So. Well, so I hear about husbands, they have to get rid of a lot of things kind of right off the bat. So, yeah, I think I'm doing okay so far because uh, Aaron has let me hang up my Han Solo big canvas painting in the living room. Uh, so not in a place where only I see it, but all of our house guests will see that. So <laughs> that's, Yeah, that's prime real estate. Yeah, so I think I'm doing okay. So great. Why don't we just jump right into the questions then? You run Office Hours FM. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that and how you came up with the idea? Yeah, so uh, Office Hours FM is a, a weekly podcast uh, where I interview people that are smarter than me and the, the the topics are kind of broad, but they fall under the general umbrella of people with WordPress focused businesses, um, helping them with the sort of the business side of things. And the podcast, it didn't start out anything to do with that. It actually started out as a, a show to answer technical questions related to the Genesis framework. Uh, and then just over, <laughs> over time, it's sort of morphed and taken on a life of its own. Nice. So, so yeah, so you've also like developed Genesis courses and stuff like that too, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Indeed. Okay. So when you first started, it was just literal office hours, right? Uh, how, how did, <laughs> how did, the, how did that go? And how did you kind of evolve that into a, a, a business oriented podcast? Yeah. So the, the podcast, I started it to help alleviate all the emails in my inbox because people would, you know, email me, questions. How do you do this with Genesis or how I blogged a lot about Genesis at the time. And, and, uh, so I was, I guess a lot of people's go-to for answers and you know, fine. You can only answer so many emails. So the idea struck me, uh, for a podcast where I could just go on the air, do an office hours and it would be live. So people could, uh, you know, get their questions in while the show was live and I would just answer them on the spot. And then, you know, be done. So if anybody emailed me more questions, I could just say, Hey, show up next Thursday during office hours. 
But the first episode was so, I'd never podcasted before. Uh, and it was just so painful and awkward to, <laughs> to do. Uh, and being on air by myself felt really, really strange. Cause I was, you know, just like talking to myself. <laughs> so the second show, I invited somebody else on just so we could have some back and forth conversation and Actually, even from that, those very earliest episodes, people started asking questions that weren't necessarily technical. They were more curious about the people I had on, like what tools did they use in their workflow? And, uh, you know, what local server setup did they prefer? Blah, blah, blah. And then over time, it sort of morphed into, uh, more of the business side of things. Sorry, this answer is kind of long and rambling, but, <laughs> but morphed into the business side of things. Cause what I saw was, a lot of people in our space uh, that are very talented, either designers or developers or, you know, whatever their skill is, but they didn't necessarily have a lot of business skill to put behind that. So they, you know, kind of constantly feeling like they weren't making enough money or, or really making any forward progress on the business front. So that's when I kind of started shifting to, uh, some broader business principles that are very specific to people who are dealing with WordPress, you know, things on like, how do you, uh, you know, managing client relationships and, uh, and how do you come up with a product launch strategy and, uh, all that kind of good stuff. So that's the, been this kind of rebirth of the podcast. And, uh, I'm actually, about to wind down season two, take a little break and then spin up season three. So I'm not, I'm not quite sure, uh, what season three will have, will have in store for us. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. So, I mean, that covers like one of the questions I like to ask, which is what kind of transformations has, has your project gone through? And it's, it sounds like a lot. So, and, and you do all of this live, right? So like even the podcast now is still live. Yep. And, uh, that brings its own unique set of challenges, but if, for me, they've actually been easier challenges than doing a pre-recorded show in the, this, this next season, I think I'm going to probably vary up the format where I do a, a combination of pre-recorded and live shows. Again, not sure exactly what form that'll unfold in, but I would like to, I would like to introduce that pre-recorded element to help take a little bit of the burden of a weekly live spot off. Yeah, totally. Cause I mean, that's, that could be tough. We just edited like uh, 14 minutes of me just saying, um, uh, in this podcast. So uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, well, you also started a, this is a relatively new thing, right? The office hours FM community. Yeah. So this was, you know, Joe, we've got some things in common and, uh, this is just something that I want to kind of try it out and, and see if it would stick and really time will tell. I'm not quite sure yet whether, whether it will, but the idea was to have, since the podcast is live and people ask questions, like people sort of get to, you, you get to know people's names just cause I'm either mentioning them on the air, like, Hey, Jackie has a question or mm -hmm. you're seeing their tweets go by. So I wanted this idea of a community to extend beyond just that one hour a week. So I created a, I spun up a, a membership website where uh, folks could join up and interact with each other and really talk about whatever they wanted to talk about, be it, you know, business or uh, particular tools they were finding helpful in their work. And I originally opened it as a closed community or, or rather a paid community. Uh, and that did not get 
as much traction as I had hoped. Uh, so I guess a, a few weeks ago I took the, uh, the payment down and now it's, it's free for anyone to join. And I think I, it's grown about 80% <laughs> membership, uh, in that time. So that, that certainly tells me, uh, that's the, that was the right move, uh, to go that direction. But yeah, it's, I love bringing smart people together and, uh, that community seemed a way to, uh, facilitate that and, and do something beyond just the podcast. Nice. And so when you were, when you were building out this community, did you do, did you do any research or was it just kind of like, I, there are people online, I want to bring them together. I'm just going to build something and see if it works. Yeah, that the la- the latter was my, was my approach. I mean, I can't be bothered with reading the instructions or doing <laughs> research. Uh, being a uh, a technician, I just went and built it and uh and <laughs> so now, for, you know, from there kind of trying to figure out what needs to, you know, what could be added on or what could be removed. I remember I was having a conversation with a uh, Remkis DeVries and uh he's a uh, buddy press and BB press, uh, guy. And so I was asking him for some help with the site cause that's what it's built on. And, um, he, w- I was asking him about all these different features and he was like, back up, like stop with all the features. Like you don't need to build <laughs> Facebook overnight, just, mm-hmm. you know, get the very basics up and running and then see what your, how your community reacts and what they're asking you for. And then, if they're asking for features, add features, but don't, you know, you don't have to build the entire thing up front. So that was, his advice was actually quite helpful. It got me to, uh, push the, push the publish button and back off of the development. Nice. Gets you, gets you to like a, uh, an MVP, right? A minimum viable product. And exactly. I mean, we both build stuff. So I, you know, I've, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm halfway through coding something and I'm like, I could add this too. And then, you know, it's, we scope creep ourselves, right? So <laughs> yeah, we get mad at our clients for doing it. But really we're our own worst enemies yeah, when it comes to scope ab- creep. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, well, that's great. So you talked to Remkiss, uh, are there, you know, I, I've, I've found recently that, uh, talking to people help a lot, you know, uh, Corey Miller was somebody who was very helpful. Sean Hesketh and Brian Richards are both people who are very helpful in, are there other people that you talk to like regularly about this stuff? Absolutely. My probably number one go-to is Diane Kinney. We do a lot of pretty much daily uh, going back and, back and forth on Skype. And uh, her background is different enough from mine that she brings a really interesting perspective that uh, and sees things that I wouldn't necessarily uh, or typically see. So she's been a really great one to kind of collaborate with and push me to, uh, to think about making, making some changes in the way that I'm presenting the information and, and hopefully to grow the audience is, is really where we're at for this next, this next season. So she's got some great marketing background. So I'm hoping that she can, uh, bring that out and, and <laughs> help assist sister. Basically all of my guests so far have, have mentioned that they're part of a, a mastermind group. So, I think it's I'm I'm I want this podcast to be like a massive public mastermind group, awesome. right? So yeah, uh and it's it's working out so far. Well, thank so, you. You've got some some great guests. Yeah, I'm really lucky that people are willing to I don't know if it's just like you know my my New York Italian charm or what, but 
Oh, people are very willing to, to share, and, and I'm grateful for it, and hopefully the listeners uh, are also grateful for it. So. It's your charm. Oh, thanks. It's oh, definitely shucks. the charm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yay, you're, you're a developer. You put together this community. I would love to know how, how you built uh, the office hours, just like the whole site in general, right? Because you're doing podcasting, you have the community aspect and, and other stuff. So what, what tools did you use? How much custom code was, uh, was part of it? Sure. So the, the membership site is a completely separate website from the podcast, or it's on a subdomain for the podcast. And it's built with BuddyPress and BBPress taking care of the forums and social components. Uh, and then I'm using WooCommerce and WooCommerce subscriptions to sell the membership portion of it. Of course, now I don't need to sell the membership portion of it. So I, <laughs> I might've set up more than I initially needed to, but it, it, it's in place there at any rate. And part of this gets long and winding, but you're a developer, so maybe you can appreciate it. But why I chose or went with WooCommerce, I wanted... Uh, I liked that it had that subscription and membership capability, uh, the ability to, you know, charge people on a recurring basis. And then I also wanted to be able to sell some physical goods like t-shirts or other kind of podcast swag, you know, for when, uh, for when office hours off FM goes street and everybody's, everybody's wearing a cap. <laughs> I would, I would buy a cap. Shoot. Okay. Well, I got to make a cap. That's on my, <laughs> writing that down on my list. Nice. So I, I researched various print fulfillment shops, uh, basically where they, all you had to do was upload your design and pick, you know, whatever product you wanted to put it on. And then they would actually do on-demand printing and ship it to people, which is great. And of course they take a huge chunk of your, uh, margin for doing that, but then, you know, I don't have to carry inventory or mess with shipping or any of that. So, uh, I researched various companies and ended up using one called Printful. And Printful already had an integration with WooCommerce. And that was, you know, that's saving a lot of steps. I don't have to, you know, custom custom rig that one. So it ended up being then a combination of, of Printful, WooCommerce, membership, subscription, and then uh, BuddyPress and, and BBPress on the, on the back end. And then the theme, so that's just the works. The theme I really struggled with because I'm, I, I love building themes. And I was like, sure, I'm, of course I'm going to build my own theme. And then I started getting into like, how do you actually style all of these components? Cause, oh my gosh, BB press, BB press is actually not too bad, but buddy press has so many views. Like the idea of styling all of that, uh, got fairly overwhelming. Like I, I was actually kind of knee deep in theming it before I was like, Oh my gosh, I, I'm just really tired of this. So I ended up buying a third party theme. It was a shop I hadn't heard of, but they had a theme that was, uh, out of the box styled to work with both WooCommerce and BuddyPress, BB press. So wow. yeah. So that's the one I picked and still, I don't really love it. And I've thought, okay, maybe I need to go back and finish the theme and that time investment could be worth it. Cause then I could sell that theme. But this is, it's again, it's like scope creep. Cause then I started writing it. Like I was going to do a public release of the code, <laughs> like mm -hmm. slow down again. We're just trying to get an MVP out the door here. So as it still stands, it's with a pre-made 
theme with just a couple of mods, but I don't know. One day I may pick up the torch and try to finish out a custom theme. Nice. Uh, man, preparing a theme for like public release is just a whole other thing, right? I want to do that with um, mine and Aaron's uh, wedding site because I'm pretty proud of it, the design and then the, the features, the functionality. And I was like, I could package this as a plugin and a theme. And I'm like, that's a lot of work to do that. Like, <laughs> and like, I don't know, like how many people are going to buy a WordPress wedding theme? Like I'm not, you know, I guess I could go on Envato and see how many people are buying those wedding themes, but I know exactly what you mean. So, okay. So you have a ton of components here and by and large, uh, most people I've talked to again for this show so far have mentioned that they are using WooCommerce for some aspect of their site. Uh, and it, it does come down to, you know, it's, I think Brian Krogsgaard was telling me it was either WooCommerce or easy digital downloads, but he may want to do physical, you know, sell physical goods like t-shirts and event tickets and stuff like that. So uh, that's that's really interesting. And um, I know that there's uh, I think Chris Lemma put out an article about WooCommerce and Printful. So uh, I will link that in the show notes because I'm I'm doing something very similar uh, where I'm I want to make a T-shirt site for like remote workers. And that just seems like a really easy avenue. Awesome. Well, so, I can just put my code up and you can fork it. Just change out. Yeah. Everywhere it says officehours.fm. Just do a copy replace. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that sounds perfect. So I'm going to use like Fiverr to like find designers because I'm not a graphic designer at all. So you've also made another T-shirt apparel site. Is that is that right? <laughs> I did, but it got shut down in a hurry. Uh, did it really? Yeah. Uh. So it was it, I jumped on the Pokemon Go bandwagon and, and got a little bit obsessed. I may still be a little bit obsessed. <laughs> And I thought, well, how fun. I'll, I'll build some t-shirts out around it. Some custom designs using, uh, you know, Pokemon is sort of the, the punchline or, or, or the focus. And I busted out, I, like I spent an entire day on this, just doing t-shirt designs and uploading them to Printful and setting up the WooCommerce store and went through all of that. And then like within 24 hours, I got emails from Printful, like one for each product I had uploaded. And they're like, this does not meet our terms of service. Da, 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 da. And I countered back. I said, man, no, none of those are copyrighted images. Those are all hand drawn or, you know, images I have permission to use from the, the people that drew them. And they're like, doesn't matter. It's pretty clear that it's a it looks like a brand infringement and if you, and you know, they're just covering their rears, which is totally fine. Right. But never one to be let down. I instead went to, uh, I'm an Amazon affiliate as are you. And, uh, I went and set up a little Amazon store. That's just Pokemon junk and embedded that in my site. So I think it gets approximately zero visits a day, according to analytics. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this is, it's not a get rich quick scheme, but, uh, it was kind of more of just something fun easily within my capability. And I thought, well, you know, why not try it out? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's like half the fun, I think. And I mean, I think you, you've illustrated here that, you know, with a few plugins and, and just like knowing the right resources, you could, you could set up a, apparel shop or a membership site 
you know, relatively quickly uh, without a ton of, you know, without hundreds of hours of development now. And, and that's thanks to WordPress and WooCommerce and BuddyPress and all that. And so, again, that's, that's the whole reason I started the show is to let people know the inner workings, right? Because even like five or six years ago, maybe like 10 years ago, you'd have to like custom code all of that stuff. So, so your stuff has seen uh, quite an evolution. And I'm curious, you so you say you're uh, not quite sure what season three of um, Office Hours is going to be yet. But uh, I'd love to hear your plans for the community at this point, if you have any. Yeah, well, I mean, my, my plans aren't anything deeper, uh, incredibly intelligent. It's more of now that the doors are open, just continue inviting people and then see really what they tell me that it is that they want and then make, you know, make some adjustments from there. I've already added a Slack group when folks said that the forums were, you know, kind of cumbersome to come and check those and whatnot. So, uh, now I've got the Slack component going on and then, uh, from here, I don't know what's next. I've, I've really got a hankering to do webinars to fire up a lot of educational webinars. Um, and I'm not sure if the community is going to be the right place to publish those. Um, it's, the idea is still pretty nascent at this point, but, uh, anyways, hoping it'll continue to be a place where people can connect and get, uh, their hands on good content, get feedback on their ideas and, and all that good stuff. Nice. And so, so you've got the podcast, you've got, you want to do these webinars, you've got the community. You're still doing free. Are you still doing freelance work? Yes, but not much. Actually, since I left crowd favorite this uh, spring, I have, I tell people I'm avoiding client work (laughs) and I've still (laughs) taken on, uh, some of my previous clients have, have come back to me and I'm still doing just kind of small, small projects here and there. But for the, for the main part, I'm trying to spend my time focusing on my other endeavors, you know, large part of that's the podcast. And then also, uh, teaching the lynda.com courses. And here's a, here's a sneak preview previously unreleased on the internet. I'm working on a nice. Book. What? Yeah, it's always been on my bucket list to, to write a book earlier this year. I put out an ebook for the podcast and it's, I'm really proud of the way it turned out, but I didn't write it. I just collated a bunch of information and published it. <laughs> uh, so I've, I felt like that was sort of cheating. I don't get to cross it off my list. Uh, that one doesn't do it. So I'm really hoping around, around the holidays that I'll, or at least that's the deadline I've, I've set for myself. And that's actually a collaboration with Diane Kinney as well. So nice. And so this is going to be like a self-published ebook or is it going to be like, yeah, self-published. Awesome. Very cool. The beauty of the internet. Nobody has to say, wow, this is really good. I'll publish it. We just say, hey, this could be a piece of crap, but let's publish it. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, people buy it, right? That's, I mean, that's, that's awesome. I, you know, cause when I went through, so I went through a publisher for my last book and, um, they sadly, like since I think they've been reduced to like one person in the department. So, uh, Ooh. peach pit was my publisher. And I think there's only one person as part of peach pit now and they're still part of Pearson, but it's, uh, yeah, I was like kind of hoping to do like a second edition or something like that. But I think I'm, I'm kind of running into the same sort of problems or not problems, but the same sort of decisions you're facing where I need to pick where to focus my time between my full-time job and these other projects. And I have a, a little one on the way in <gasps> March now. So. Congratulations. <laughs> 
Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. So, um, we're calling the baby Il Porcellino right now, which is Piglet in Italian. <laughs> <laughs> so we're very excited. But, you know, I want to make sure I want to get things in place so that when the baby comes along, I can do my fatherly duties. So that's awesome. And man, OK, so you're hitting all the major life changes, moving, marriage, having a child. You're just doing launching a podcast. Yeah. I don't know if that makes the list. <laughs> but <laughs> that's a lot going on. I know. I know. That's um. I figured, I, I, you know, I just turned 30. I want to keep myself on, you know, spry and on my toes. You know, I, I like woke up with back pain the other day. I'm like, what is happening to me already? <laughs> so, uh, so we're coming to the end of our time here. And there's one more question. Do you have any trade secrets for us? Oh, trade secrets. Man, I'm in, I'm in. I feel like this ought to be really, really good. So this is just a random, it's not really even a trade secret. It's just a tip and maybe a tip that everybody already knows about, but when doing a Google search, you can narrow the search result by timeline. So whether something was published in the last month or last week or last year, and which is really awesome when you're searching for WordPress, like WordPress questions or code questions, because for some reason, those stupid WordPress forums are the ranked tremendously well in Google, but you're getting answers that are eight years old and completely irrelevant. So if you sort by like last year, you get fresher answers. So there's a trade secret. That is a most excellent tip because I'm sure lots of people have no idea that you can do that. And it's so frustrating to find this, like to find a solution that's seven years old. Uh, like WordPress is a whole new thing at that point. So awesome. Well, Carrie Dells, thank you so much for joining me and sharing all of your uh, wisdom about building awesome communities and just kind of going off and doing things. And I think, I think the big takeaway here is just try stuff, which is really the reason I started the show, right? So you can learn how to build stuff. So uh, that's a great takeaway. Carrie Dells, Thank you so much for joining me today. I think we've learned a lot here. Thank you, everybody who's out there listening in podcast land. Make sure to tune in next week. We're going to have Chris Coyer talking about CodePen. Thanks to Brand Bucket for sponsoring. Go to brandbucket.com slash howibuiltit to check them out. And finally, go out there and build something. Have a great week.